It's uh, Derry back with episode two, season one of the podcast. I'm with Aaron. What's up? I'm with Carson. What's up? He's joining us today um, for this final episode about anxiety. Um, so, Carson, do you have anxiety personally, or? Yeah. Um. For a while, I was completely like offset. I had no idea of what even anxiety was, so I didn't think I had it for a long time until I actually like researched and looked into it, and I was like, oh yeah, I probably have anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. What did what exactly did you research? Just like symptoms, uh, what it makes you feel. For a while, I thought it was being really like physically like jittery or just being like kind of on edge, but it's more than just that. Yeah. How do you how do you manage it? Um, there's a couple ways. Um, sometimes drawing, writing something, or just like being by myself is a good way for me to manage it. I get that. We all need some alone time. Um, Alan, do you have any questions for Carson? Does your music help you cope with anxiety? Because I know yeah. you have a lot of good songs and things like that. Yeah, realistically, every. Uh, Every time I write or even record, it's like an extreme like release of like pretty much not just anxiety, but like everything. And it's kind of um, th- more therapeutic than like, yeah. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Carson makes music, um, which is pretty cool, pretty cool way. Um, is there anything like certain that brings on anxiety or does it just kind of happen? Um, a lot of times... Uh, I kind of have social anxiety, so being in public, talking to people, even if I'm not talking to people, just being around a lot of people is kind of mentally exhausting and makes me feel even like physically exhausted sometimes. I get that. I get that. Um, so we're just really today. We're just gonna be discussing some things and yeah. So Aaron, you got uh, you got something you want to discuss or? Um, I think we should talk about what anxiety looks like from the outside when you're looking at someone else so like when I look at Carson it's I can't necessarily tell that he has anxiety or anything like that but say there is someone who you can see it more from the outside than they can actually feel it on the inside yeah um I can kind of tell like my sister used to have really bad anxiety um she used to have panic attacks all the time like would just like freeze up and go on the floor it's pretty scary stuff. So, you know, some people are better at hiding it. Um, yeah. I agree with that. There's some people that are really good with managing it and being able to keep it down more instead of completely, like what your sister, like freezing up and kind of panicking. Yeah. Carson, do you have, do you, can you like tell when people have anxiety or? Um, I'm really observant as a person and most of stuff, like, personally, when I'm feeling something, it's more, like, mentally than I will, like, show it physically. Um, and I can, like, kind of observe that in other people just by the way they act or the way they talk. Um, or even the way they're just, even when they don't talk, if they're just sitting down, you can kind of, sometimes you can tell if someone's feeling a different way. And uh, it, it helps you identify that when you do that yourself because you kind of know what it looks like to try and hide true. feeling like that. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, especially, like, during tests, like, you can always see people, like, panicking and stressing about it. Like, when I personally take a test, I, like, and I don't know what it is, I just kind of, like, freak out. I kind of, like, like don't know what to do. I'm kind of, like, stressing. 
but like people have way more like stress things like people go through a lot and like you don't even have to like do anything and they like can have panic attacks and stuff just because like the simplest things can be so like anxiety inducing for some people you guys know what i mean yeah yeah do you how do you cope with your anxiety darian uh i really like listening to music it's kind of like an outlet because i can like live through those people's voices like when it's like a soft melodic beat i can like like wow okay I'm, it's kind of calming me or like if i'm like angry and like stressed i can like all let it out with like music that's like loud and you know i kind of just like just li- like manage it through music basically that's kind of cool i feel like music's definitely an outlet like how carson writes his own music and how it helps him and how you listen to music and how it helps your stress and things like that. I feel like it's definitely an outlet for teenagers when they find the kind of music that they actually like. What about you? Do you how do you manage it? Me? Yeah. I manage it kind of like Carson said, being alone really helps because being around a lot of people, it doesn't necessarily start anxiety for me, but it causes a lot of like unnecessarily like unnecessary anger maybe and then going to anxiety so like when i'm around like a bunch of people like being at school or going to concerts or something like that it can cause a lot of anger just because there's so many people and you just don't really want to be around that many people so being alone definitely helps music definitely helps and just i don't know something like that yeah true true um, so I was talking to Erin a little bit before the show and she mentioned to me that she thinks teenagers are more opt to have anxiety. I feel differently. I feel like adults have it maybe worse. So Erin, you want to explain to me why you feel like that? Well, especially I would say like freshmen when you're just entering high school where grades like I'm not saying that middle school grades don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But high school grades, you're more, they're more for your future and things like that. So in high school, typically people start getting jobs. They start finding actual friends and like trying to figure out like their real friends and people who like wind up staying in their life and things like that. Uh, I feel like more younger teenagers and more older teenagers that's where the stress or anxiety mostly targets because think about it you'll be like say you're in basketball and wrestling you start a job and then you're trying to balance school as well and you're trying to balance all these things and it's it does get really stressful i would say that especially like how i'm starting my job and i'm also trying to balance school and everything else that i've talked about in our first episode how there's like a lot of things that I do, and it's like I feel like anxiety just really triggers people who start trying to actually balance their life. As adults, you have had this experience and you've balanced school and you know what it's like, but I do see where you're coming from as well, where it's like you have to do all these bills and things like that. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from too. Like, our brains are not as developed as like. As a teenager, we're not as developed as adults. We don't have that experience. Yeah. But at the same time, say you have kids as an adult, you got to stress about your kids. You got to stress about paying bills. You got, like, your job. You have to work. It's just a lot. And, uh, yeah, so I personally think adults might have it worse. Carson, what's your take on this? Um, 
as a teenager, um, trying my best to be unbiased. Um, from my like standpoint, I think um, a lot of kids, um, you know, in school don't have a lot of people that they can talk to about that type of stuff. And a guidance counselor or something like that doesn't really work for a lot of people. Um, so as a kid, you know, you don't really, you know, understand who you can trust like that. And sometimes the people that you do trust like that end up totally betraying your trust. And that can create a lot of problems, you know, from being a teenager into being an adult. So I think it's really individual. I mean, a lot of adults, you know, probably have really bad anxiety from stuff when they were a kid. And, um, at the same time, kids probably get a lot of anxiety. Like I get a lot of anxiety from my parents or just, you know, being around my family just because that's how it is for me. So it's really individual if you think about it. But I think, you know, everyone is pretty much right in their own way because we all experience anxiety one way or the other. Yeah. I like that you mentioned speaking to a guidance counselor because like adults tell us like a therapist and a guidance counselor is the best way for like an outlet, but I don't see it that way because like you have social anxiety, how are you supposed to talk to a stranger about your problems when you don't even want to talk to people you know about it? Yeah. Like it's like, it's it's different, man. I I personally I have had a therapist before. Me too. And I just I like at first it's kind of scary, but like I mean it was good, but at the same time, like I can't I can't talk to her anymore. She quit, so it's kind of like. Like, you can't really even trust them sometimes. Do you guys think therapists help? Um, some people, if you're more open about that type of stuff, and, you know, I hate to say it, but if it's a lot of times, if it's, like, less, like, severe, like, depression or anxiety, it's kind of easier to talk about it because it's not as personal as something like, like suicidal thoughts or feeling, like, completely alone. That stuff isn't as easily discussed with a random person as something like, Oh, well, I get anxiety when, like, social anxiety, personally, it sucks, but it's not something as bad as being, like, extremely depressed or even having something like a, I don't even know, like, some anxiety disorder that could be a lot worse. There's there's plenty more out there. So, if, you know, some people it'll work for, but other people it won't. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I kind of, I agree with Carson. It, it depends on, like, who you are and, like... If you have the same therapist for years, I feel like it'll become easier and easier to open up because you like talk to the same person every week about your problems. But if you if you get a like, therapist for a month and then like it just stops, it's like wow, you can't even trust your own therapist. Like that's what that happened to me. So it's kind of like well, another thing I want to say is that uh, people preach the idea of therapy. Um, you know, they look at it as like the holy like solution for you know mental illness but what a lot of people don't realize is half the people that um are looking for that help are now in a good situation in their life where they can't afford to pay hundreds of dollars for therapy lessons or whatever when half the time those therapy sessions take months and months to actually like help you it's not just going to be one one session in your in your house true true very true man Great, greatly put. Man. What do you think, Erin? I personally haven't actually been to a therapist before, so 
whenever I was struggling with something like that, I would actually talk to our guidance counselor who goes to the school now. He still works here. Um, I talked to him a few times, and I think that he helped me a little bit, but I also wasn't completely struggling. I also wasn't completely falling or anything like that. It was just nice to be able to talk to someone that I've known for so long because he used to be our teacher for our classes and things like that. But I feel like if I agree with you guys how if you're not completely falling and you're not completely struggling, it's definitely a lot easier to talk to someone and if you've known them for so long it's definitely a lot easier but like with someone who you've only known for like maybe two to four weeks you're not going to straight up say hey I'm upset hey I have anxiety hey I have this mental illness I need help things like that because in my head like if I just went to some random person that you know I'm paying to see and I just out like said these things in the first meeting I feel like it's not a cry for help it sounds more like a cry of attention true realistically i feel like when as soon as my mom passed away when i was in third grade i should have had a therapist right then but i didn't i didn't have one until recently like a month ago so it's like by by the time i did actually get one i'd already managed to cope with that it took a lot it took years to cope with that i'm still not fully grieved yet but realistically i feel like if i would have gotten one when i was younger and more trusting of people it would have been had a better impact because that was like the roughest time in my life. And it's just like, I should have had one sooner, like when I was at the worst point. But yeah, uh, like one more thing I got to put in is a lot of times with like that type of stuff, like therapy um, or like, you know, psychiatry, people get the idea that they're they're like broken a bit or like or wrong and they need to be fixed with some prescription or you know medication um when a lot of times it's really just not like that and that's what makes it more comfortable to kind of talk to a friend is that they're not going to tell you you know this is wrong with you and this is how we need to fix it and that's a lot more comforting than someone uh kind of saying that and some people get the idea that they're you know messed up and that can really uh affect you yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with that I also agree with what you said, how whenever you were younger and your mom had passed away and you thought you needed, probably should have had one because, you know, you were really young and you might have understood what was going on, but realistically you might have not understood all of it. I get that. Uh, in fourth grade, whenever I had gotten uh, taken from my parents for a little bit, they had put me in a room with cps workers and things like that to kind of discuss what had happened with my mom and what had been going on with my mom and my grandma and things like that and i think that whenever i was there i didn't understand it i was young i probably should have understood more than what i was saying and things like that but like i also feel like at a young age adults will also try and trick you so like if you do have a therapist and you're really young, you're not going to really understand what you're saying, you know? Like, it's kind of hard to think about, like, someone so young to be able to just outright tell tell someone their feelings and things like that. But I do agree that we probably should have had therapists as, as kids when we had parental struggles. Yeah. And honestly, with therapy, I didn't even – it should be free. Like, uh, you have, yeah. you have people – yeah. Talk. They pay for, like, food stamps and stuff. 
you should be paying for people like with, you know how many suicides I might have prevented if they were like, wow, therapy is free. I can just mm-hmm. show up and I can maybe talk about my feelings. Like so many people don't have anyone to turn to, but you have to pay money to get help for yourself. To kind of, I think it's messed up uh, uh, personally. A fee free hotline is not enough for the majority of people who want to kill themselves. That's just not going to help them. Um, in my opinion, a phone call is not personal enough. Like, Mm -mm. and you can't stay on the phone for like two hours. Like, I feel like personally there should be free therapy, but there probably will never be because people don't think it's a big enough issue, which is kind of sucks because if you look up how many times, like how many people commit suicide, like it's a lot of numbers, man. Every couple of seconds. So, it might, it wouldn't help everyone. I mean, I'm not saying that some people just don't even want help and they just feel like that's their only way out. But like for the people that do want help, but can't afford it, I feel like it should be provided. Yeah. It's kind of like, sucks. like say like living in Canada, you know, you're sick, just go to the hospital. It's paid for. Um, you know, it could be kind of like that in a way for some people, you know, if they kind of start feeling like that, go get some help and um that could actually probably help our economy grow and create a lot of good like people out of like i don't know some people really can't help themselves so that help can like totally change someone's life i agree i agree yeah and like psych wards and stuff like that like there are some people that are like crazy and stuff like that but um i have a few people that i'm not going to say names or anything, but they've been put in a manual for what they've tried. Like people that have hurt themselves, they get put in a, in a mental hospital where they're like cut off from everyone and stuff like that. Personally, I feel like you should, that should not be a thing. Like people are put in straight jackets and stuff because they're like hurting. I feel like you're not really helping because when that person this couple of people that I know, when they got out, they weren't different. They felt the same. They were just trained not to feel that way, but it didn't really help. So what's your guys' take on mental hospitals for people like that? Um, I don't think they work. I don't think that we should be putting people in things like that. I mean, like, imagine being, imagine being, like our age, right? And you're trying to find ways to talk to people. Like say you go and talk to your mom about something and your mom overreacts and she's completely going crazy about something like that and she puts you into this thing. Imagine being 15 or 16, going into something, getting completely stripped of everything you own and putting, getting put into completely different clothes so you don't hurt yourself. And we have they have people that'll watch over you and things like that. Imagine getting your room checked like every few hours. Like you don't feel trusted. You don't feel any better. It's not. I don't think. I don't think they help. Yeah. I don't think we should be putting young kids like us into things like that. And you're also alone. Like you, you're not allowed to talk to anyone unless you, like you have visits like once a week. I'm pretty sure. And it's like you're you're pretty much alone with your roommate. And it's like that's not. You're, you're putting someone who's already depressed and feeling alone more alone than they already were. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with them because um, the way we kind of treat people with like depression or anxiety or just like mental illness in society, a lot of times is like, it's like barbaric or really childish. 
because a lot of people, instead of wanting to, you know, get involved and help, tend to just repel it because they, you know, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, which is, you know, not their fault. Not everyone is, you know, born with um, like a mental illness or, you know, like anxiety or something like that. But um, I think some programs that um, could be started and, you know, more information about mental illness and how common it is, because I know everyone I know has at least some type of anxiety. Um, so I think if there's, there's more information being spread about it and it wasn't sort of like a, you know, if you're really depressed, we're going to put you in a hospital and we're going to make it so you can't kill yourself or can't hurt yourself or anything. That's totally definitely not going to help someone unless they're, I don't know. That's just, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we're about to close out guys. Um, our last thing, um, we're going to just talk about briefly about who you can turn to and like what you can do if you are struggling with anxiety or mental health. So, uh, Aaron, you want to uh, cover that? Uh, yeah, I personally talked to my guidance counselor who, you know, I've talked to him, I've talked about him before. I was able to talk to him once or twice and I think that that really did help me and people that you actually trust. It's really hard to find people that you will actually be able to turn to and they won't say anything, but I do have friends that I'm able to talk to and that will be there for me when I am struggling. Um, I just want to, if you have like a family member you trust or you will like if you are in therapy, just just talk to people. Honestly, like um, don't don't make yourself like be alone. Just talk to someone. Cause I I personally I don't if you even if you need to talk to like a stranger on a phone. Like if you need to call like the hotline, whatever you need to do, just. You know, stay safe out there. Carson, anything you want to put in? Yeah, I agree with the, what they're saying. Talk to a family member. Talk to a friend that, you know, you trust. Or if you don't want to talk to anyone, because that's how I feel sometimes, uh, like, you know, honestly, write something Write something down, you know. Yeah. That's, in a way, kind of, you know, giving yourself therapy. You can say whatever you want, however you want, and it really helps you yeah. kind of express the way you feel. True. Uh, with that, guys, we're gonna close out. Erin, um, any final things you want to say? Reach out. Don't put yourself in a situation where you feel alone. Yeah. All thank right, guys. You. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you guys for coming, and uh, I think we're gonna end it there. So thank you, guys.